Welcome to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. Hear and learn through the success of others how to build the life and business you deserve. Learn to overcome failure, what it means to seek out growth, and how to become the best possible version of yourself. And now, here's your host, coach, entrepreneur, husband and father, and author of the number one best-selling book, Survive, Scale, Soar, Jeremy Williams. And welcome back to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy. And just a quick reminder, this show comes in two formats, Real Talk, where it's just being the mic, talking about what's happening in the world and how it'll impact your business. And then I have success talks where I get the honor and the opportunity to interview some of the top people in their respected industry, and they share with you what has made them successful in their journey. And today is a success talk. I'd like to welcome to the show, Rachel Merks. She is the director of agent relations, a trainer and coach for the Home Sweet Home Real Estate Group that services the Montgomery County and beyond. Welcome, Rachel, to the show. Thanks. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day outside and I haven't had to walk out in the heat yet. So I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. For those that don't live in Texas, like I, I got into an argument with one of my friends that spent some time in Las, Las Vegas and he's like, it, you don't know what hot is. And I was like, no, I've been to Vegas when it's like 107, 108 degrees. I said, it is a different hot in Texas. And, um, you know, you can tell how hot it is during the day by the number of outfit changes you make. So I'm at about a two to three outfit change a day. So it is it is hot. So, Rachel, tell us about yourself and what got you into real estate? So I got into real estate in 2014. Um, said that I was just kind of always interested in, but never really felt confident enough to take the plunge. And we moved to this area in 2012 and my aunt lives here. My aunt's been a real estate agent my entire life and she was like a mom to me. And so when I moved to Houston, just something about having her close gave me that confidence to jump to jump in and, and take schooling and do my licensing. So that's kind of what pulled me into it um, was just kind of a real interest and I'm a people person and uh, I wanted to work around people. And um, I was not cut out for the eight to five life. I tried that for a while and it just wasn't me. So um, so instead, as they all say, you go into business for yourself and you realize it's a 24 hour business. It's not, an, it's not to make your own schedule. So I've been doing real estate for almost 10 years now. And um, I love everything about it. Yeah, I, I love that you share that. And usually the nuggets are always at the end. Uh, you probably said one of the most important things that somebody that's out there starting a business, whether it's in real estate or not, but any type of small business, don't think you're walking into it, having the control over it to think, oh, well, I can just take off all the time and travel the world, be an influencer. That's that's one of the big things out there. And you know, or it's a side hustle. Uh, it's, you're going to put a lot of work into being a, a business owner. So that was awesome that you you shared that. Um, your role now, though, has it's changed over time. So it sounds like you came in and initially you worked with buyers and sellers and investors, and now you're taking on a new role within the team, or it's not really a new role, but tell us about the role of your, on your team. So, yes, I started as a buyer's agent only, actually, and I did that solely for five years. Then I started to transition to the listing side. And then about a year into that um, was when my broker, Katie, opened Home Sweet Home Real Estate Group. 
And uh, she came to me and said, you know, I think that we need to have someone in place to kind of train and mentor agents, make sure they're familiar with our processes and to make sure that they have someone they can go to 24 seven and ask questions um, and get help. And she said, before I hire that position, how do you feel about it? Well, the funny thing is I was already doing it. <laughs> we had about <laughs> 10 agents in our office and Katie was so busy with the production of the actual company and putting everything into place that most of the time they didn't want to bother her. So they just came to me. Um, so I was kind of already doing that anyways, uh, helping agents and answering questions and things. And I thought, sure, why not make it an official role? So I've been doing that since 2020. Uh, and it's amazing. I mean, because we have a group of over 30 agents now. And the first two years there with Home Sweet Home Group, even if they come in as an experienced agent, the first two years they're with us, they kind of fall under my mentorship program, if you call it that. Um, and I just, I love it. I check in with them. I make sure they're trained on our systems, the things that we use at Home Sweet Home Group. Um, and they can call me when they have their first buyer. I can step through a contract with them. And if it's not something I can go meet them, we can jump on Zoom and go through it together. Um, when they have their first listing appointment, I've gone on several first listing appointments with people. So um, yeah, it's a training, but it's also like a mentorship as well, where they, they feel like they have that experience walking hand in hand with them. And I feel like it helps their clients feel more confident if it's their first transaction. Yes, that's great because, you know, Rachel, I, I coach a lot of people that are on teams or have been on teams and to I believe what that gives is like some consistency. It gives, it builds that culture of the team. And I think a lot of teams miss that out there. So if you're a team or you're looking to build a team, uh, what Rachel just shared is really important is having some component that will, will serve the people that come onto the team to where you don't have the rogue agent or the person that's doing something different uh, from what you expect, but, you know, having, having that cohesion, and I, I think that's that's really neat that y'all y'all provide that. Um, you had said you'd started out as a buyer's agent. What did that do for you? Like, talk a little bit about the progress and the journey. What did just starting out as a buyer's agent provide for you? So for me, when I first got my real estate license, um, I met Katie about a month later, and she was just a very productive agent looking for a buyer's agent, and I just kind of fell into her lap. Um, I went and met with several mentors, people that I trusted, um, to take advice from, and actually I may, you may have been one of them <laughs> that I yes, talked at to one time, about a long time ago, a buyer's agent, and I'm um, just kind of got some advice on what it meant to be a buyer's agent, the pros and cons of it. And I remember very specifically, um, sweet Terry Toman, God rest her soul, uh, said to me, you know, Rachel, you don't have to be a buyer's agent. You can do it on your own. So if you think that you are doing this because you can't do it on your own, then don't do it for those reasons. But if you're doing them for reasons A, B, and C, then jump in. And for me, I just wanted to work. I just wanted to jump in and start working. And Katie needed that. And she and I just meshed so well together. It was very natural. So for me, starting out as a buyer's agent, it meant immediate transactions. You know, Katie, I mean, we started working together in March and by the end of April, I think I had closed two to three lease clients from leads Katie had given me. By August, I had my first closing. 
Um, and that was someone that was freshly licensed in February. So for six months, that doesn't really usually happen with most real estate agents to have that first closing within six months. Uh, by the end of the year, I think my very first year in real estate, I had closed like 12 or 14 transactions. And again, that doesn't happen with most agents when you're doing it on your own. So for me, being a buyer's agent meant jumping immediately into work, being able to bring in an immediate income. And when I look back on it, it was an amazing plan. It was, it was amazing things happening in my life. If you're a spiritual person, like for me, for me, I know that was God leading my life because a year and a half later, my husband was laid off from the job that was our bread and butter and I was already making money. So for me, it was um, what being a buyer's agent meant was just immediate work and not having yeah. to build that. 100% believe that. I, I believe God puts us in places and situations and introduces us to people at the right time for the, the right reasons. And we just have to listen and, and be obedient in that. So that's awesome you shared that. I love that you you shared the spiritual side of that because a lot of people don't talk about that. And um, I think that's really important. So I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, what drives you to be the best in your role? Um, my upbringing, <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but, um, my dad is a huge influence in my life. My dad is an amazing person. Um, and he instilled a value in me at a young age that you commit to something, you stick to something, you keep your word, um, and you treat people the best that you can treat people. And I think that's what really drives me we're in a cruel world sometimes. And there's a lot of, um, I feel like we get a lot of bad things said about our industry sometimes because people are like, oh, real estate agents are just out to make money. Um, but for me, that's not what it's about. It's it's really about helping people and and keeping my word. But the drive that for me comes, my sister and I always joke, you know, people say WWJD, what would Jesus do? We always say WWTD, what would Tiger do? My dad's name is Tiger. <laughs> and that's driven so many decisions in my life. But yeah, I mean, I just had a really great upbringing and a, and a dad that really drove me to be a really good person. And that's what drives everything I do. My helping nature, my uh, business nature, any, any good part of me comes from him. Yeah. And I think that's one thing business owners need to understand. You shared a really good point there. You know, it's money is not a bad thing. Money is a tool. It flows freely. It comes in and it comes out. It's the love of money that can get you in trouble. And, you know, what business, if business owners would understand that money comes from all the things you said, you know, the bringing the, you know, being, you know, a servant to your clients, making sure they get their, their things, you're going to get yours. And so it's just a byproduct of all those things that you said that are really important um, that help people. And so if you're a business owner out there today, Rachel just like, she just did a masterclass on, on how doing the right things can help you earn a lot of, a lot of money. All right. Awesome. So what is the biggest challenge that you face, whether in your current role or just in the industry in general, what is the biggest challenge you face and how did you overcome it? I feel like every file is a challenge, <laughs> but honestly, when I 
think about what was kind of a, a very impactful, challenging moment for my career. About three years ago, I had a file. Um, I was the listing agent. It was probably one of my first listings I had taken on or in the first year I started doing listings. Um, and it is just one of those files where you think everything's going smoothly and then boom, one thing after another happens. Um, and when we, when it came down to it, we had extended almost three months with the same buyer. They still couldn't get their financing in order. Um, my seller was already moved to another state. They were ready to move on with their lives. And it just was very challenging for them. It was very, and they had been as patient as they could. And the buyer agent had stopped responding to us. And so we had to just, my sellers just said, we just have to terminate. We're, we're past our closing date. We're not getting anything from them. We need to terminate. And so great. We go to our, our termination. We go to our contract and, you know, our contract lays out all these specifications for us, right? If this, then this, if this, then this. But what I learned three years ago was sure our contract says that, but nothing in that contract is enforceable without an attorney involved. And that was very hard for me to get past because I'm a fixer, right? I want to make everything okay for everybody. And the fact that we couldn't get a buyer who was clearly in default to sign a release of earnest money. And my seller sitting here going, well, that's not fair to me. I'm way past when I should have closed this home. And they're looking at me going, what do we do? And the only thing I can say to them is, you're going to have to call an attorney. That was a huge defining moment in my career for me. Um, I lost a lot of faith in my career for, for a few months. Um, I shed a lot of tears because uh, I'm mm -hmm. getting there with my clients. You know, they're, they're my people. And it was very challenging for me to know that I couldn't fix it and that I didn't have the confidence going forward to sit down with a seller and say, okay, this is what the contract says. And if the buyer doesn't do this, then you're protected because are they, you know, because we have to wait for an attorney and a judge to decide if they're really protected. That was the biggest challenge for me. But the way that I overcame that was to, first of all, remind myself that in that time, seven, almost eight years, that was the first time it had ever happened. So that is the exception. It's not the rule. That doesn't happen all the time. For the most part, we're able to work things out very easily without ever having to get an attorney involved. Um, so that was the first thing I had to remind myself is you're getting really worked up and thinking about throwing your whole career away over something that's very rare. Um, and then I just had to also remind myself that things are out of our control. Uh, and you just have to be okay with that. And again, I hate to take everything back to my faith, but my faith teaches me that, right? The things are just out of my control. I know there's a greater purpose, a greater good that's directing things. And I just have to sit back, do the absolute best I can do. But when I get to a point where there's no more I can do, I have to hand that to someone else to do. A little bit of a control freak. So it's taken a, a little bit to learn. I have to hand that off to someone. But at the end of the day, I just have to say, can I fix it? And if I can't fix it, then let's get it into the hands of the people who can fix it. Yeah, I had one of those transactions in my career. It's like one that, you know, was legendary, went all the way to the Texas Supreme Court. And um, it's, it's one of those those situations where 
once you realize that, and you said it, once you realize you can't control everything, um, especially in a real estate transaction, there's so many moving parts and so many people that come in and out of those transactions from all sides and, and you can't control. There's Everybody has to kind of control the decisions that they make. And so it gets easier when you realize, okay, well, I can control the things I can't control and everything else. Like you said, I just have to give it to the person that can take care of it. Uh, so that that's great advice. That's great advice. And it leads right into my next question is if somebody is considering a, a career in real estate, like what are there some of the things they should think about before making that jump? So I meet with a lot of people who say to me, I'm thinking about getting into real estate. <clears throat> And, and they call me before they've ever taken the first class, you know, let's, and I say, let's go have lunch or coffee. And let's talk about it. I'm honest. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for you. I'm not talking anybody into it. Matter of fact, what I say normally talks you out of it. But um, I think one big thing people have to remember, and you said this a few moments ago was this is not easy money. I think that's a huge misconception. Oh, it's just easy money. I'll just stick a sign in the yard and sell some houses. Um, it's hard work. It's not a hobby. Um, it's not a side gig. Even people who do this dual career, um, I don't even like to call it a part-time agent. There's no such thing as a part-time agent. If you're doing this in another job, you're doing two careers at once. So what I like to tell people is you are going to work the hardest you've ever worked in the first two to three years of this career. And if you're able to do that, if you're able to shut everything else out and work so hard in your first two to three years, you can be really successful and you can get to a point where there's things you can say no to. I say no every day. There are things I have to say no to, but for two to three years, I couldn't because for two to three years, I didn't have my experience or my work ethic to go. I mean, my, um, not my work ethic. I didn't have my experience or my transaction history to go off of. I only had my work ethic. I only had the fact that if someone needed to see a house, boom, I could go right then. You know, if someone needed to talk at nine o'clock at night, boom, I could talk right then. That's all I had to establish myself. So I tell every agent that's thinking about getting into it, you have to be okay with saying no to everything besides real estate for two to three years. And then if you can do that, you will get to a point where you can say no when somebody needs you to jump. Yeah, that's great advice. I, I was in a recruiting role for many years and recruited a lot of people. And I, I took the same approach. I didn't necessarily want everybody to join. So because I, I know it's not for everybody, not everybody's cut for it. Uh, I'm not saying that you can't learn to the skills um, to be good at it. It just, it like you said, it takes time and it takes commitment. It's going to take some sacrifice. And I remember going into Champion School of Real Estate. That was like one of the places I'd always go. I'd take lunch and talk to the agents. And I, I said to the room, I said, 80% of y'all in this room will not be in the industry in six months. And that was a real statistic that was supported by NAR. I got kicked out of the school for six months for sharing the truth. Yet it needed to be heard. I, you know, you you don't think about all the ramifications when you make that decision to jump into a business like this, especially if you're looking like for the next paycheck, because it takes 30, 60, 90 days to even if you got something day one for it to close. And so it takes time. It takes investment, it takes sacrifice. It's not a, a quick, quick money making scheme. It's, it's a business. And I also 
when I when I talk to people, I don't want them to come dumb down the industry. Like I want you to come in and be a professional. And these are the requirements of being a professional. And if you can't do those, maybe it's just not the right fit for you. And that's okay. It's not the right fit for everybody. Exactly. Um, so I think he's set some really good expectations there. I think you also have to have a support system. Um, and I'm not saying you can't do it without one. I know there's people in this world that don't have a support system. Um, and it's just, they just have to understand if they don't, it's a, it's a harder climb, but it's really hard to work this job and be able to jump and go. If you have kids, you know, I was very fortunate that when I started my career, I didn't have children yet. It was just me and my husband. And I was fortunate that my husband's job was paying all the bills. So I could just dive in and really kind of focus in on real estate and, and build my business. And I know not everyone has that much of a support system, but even having people that are just willing to support you, um, willing to cheer you on, willing to share your name, willing to keep a kid if necessary, you know, things like that are so important and having a support system. And if you don't have a support system, what's even more important is finding a place to work that can be that support system for you. Yeah, hundred percent true. When I, when I was selling, uh, we had young kids and my wife worked full time. So, you know, having kids and daycare and and we we had to build a support system. We got to know a lot of other families that were willing to take our kids or get them to places and we'd switch off. And and you know, you figure out a way to make it work. It is it is a tougher, tougher road um, to try to go on on your own. You're you're hundred percent right with that. And, and I think that's great too, to find that place that gives you the support. What does customer customer service mean to you when you're talking to the agents that join the home sweet home real estate group? Like what is the, what's customer service? So for us, customer service is, and for me personally, always treating your client with the utmost kindness and respect. And for the most part, we have really great clients, but you know, you've probably had those challenging clients in your career that do everything they can to bring out your bad side. Um, but we tell our agents, you have to treat people with the utmost kindness and respect because at the end of the day, at the end of the transaction, the only thing people remember is how you treated them. They, 10 years from now, they're not going to remember the how the deal was negotiated and how much money you got them off and how many repairs you got covered for them or you know how much over asking price their house brought 10 years from now people's memory of you are going to be how you made them feel and if you made them feel like they were important like their concerns mattered like you know like they were valid and how they were feeling that's what people remember and that's what builds your business that's what keeps people coming back to you and referring their friends and family to you they're going to remember how you made them feel so we just tell them make them feel important make them important not just make them feel it make them important if they're calling you in reasonable hours answer the phone you know if they're if you can't answer immediately get back to them in a timely manner you know, if they're sending you a text, answer the text. If they're asking you to provide them something, get it over to them. You know, don't say, hey, I'll get that right to you. And three days later, they haven't heard from you. So for us, customer service is just about making people as important as they should. This is a huge thing. I know we buy and sell houses every day. So as real estate agents, sometimes the feel of it gets taken out, you know, and it's just a transaction to us. But to most people, 
they buy and sell maybe three to four houses in their entire lifetime. And this is a huge transaction for them. And it's typically emotional. As much as we say, let's keep it business, buying and selling a house, unless you're, it's an investment property, is typically emotional. There's a lot of emotions going on. There's a lot of it money exchanging hands that people work really hard for. And we're in a world right now where customer service has kind of gone down the toilet, if you haven't noticed. I mean, just go eat in a restaurant or walk into a department store, and it's nothing like it was 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, it's so different. Everyone's distracted. Everyone's on their phones, you know. Um, what a competitive advantage, though. And Exactly. So what an advantage to come in to someone who is so frustrated with the world's customer service in general and just provide excellent customer service and make them go, holy crap, I didn't think the most pleasant thing I'd do this year is buy or sell a house, but here it is. Absolutely. I, lo I love that. There's so, if you're listening today, you probably want to go back and listen to this episode again, because there, there's just a lot of really good nuggets to, to take from this. Um, if you were to impart today, if you were to impart a piece of advice, whether life or business, it could be either, uh, that might help somebody in their own personal journey, what would you share? I know this sounds cheesy. Be kind. Be kind to people. We are just, we're in times I never thought we would see or live in. And kindness is what we need more than anything. Um, and it's hard. Listen, I am as guilty as anybody else. I have two kids. <laughs> I have a full-time career. I have a husband. I'm in the middle of a move myself right now. And I definitely can snap, 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 go, go, go. And just never say please or thank you. You know, there are days that that happens. But in business, in life, in relationships, in anything, if you can just be kind to people and try to just understand, you don't know what anyone else is going through. You know, they may snap at you, but you don't know if they just had the worst day of their life. Uh, you, you don't know if they've lost a loved one or been in a car accident or fired from their job or, you know, maybe a combination of all those things in a 30 day period. Um, so I just think, honestly, if you can just understand that you're not important enough to be the center of somebody's world, you know, you think that don't take everything so personally and just be kind. I love that. And it's going to open up so many more doors. Like, like you said, somebody could be having a really bad day and they snap on you, but they remember how kind you treated them. And it, it comes back tenfold. They'll come back and they'll say, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Or, Hey, I, I know I acted like this, but here's a referral opportunity. Um, I was just having a really bad day. Like kindness can solve so many problems in our world today. You know, we're, we're obviously a very, very divided country right now. And, you know, social media, you can easily go down the rabbit holes and, and um, it just, it gets everybody pent up. So they're looking for a place to release that. And sometimes it could be on us uh, in the industry, right? And um, so the best way to counteract that and fight back against that is just be kind. You, you know, even when, when it feels like it might not be the time to be kind. So I, I love that. So tell me about the Home Sweet Home Group and um, why would somebody want to give you a call and maybe learn more about joining your team? Oh, gosh, I could I could have talked the whole hour for that. <laughs> um, I'm the Home Sweet Home Group's number one fan. 
I feel like what sets us apart is we do really function a lot like a team, even though we are brokerage, even though every agent that works um, at Home Sweet Home is their own individual agent, we have a very team mentality. And I think anyone in our office would tell you that. Um, we just, I don't know, there's nothing that no one, there's no one that's not ever willing to jump in and help. So when someone comes to us as a brand new agent, or maybe they, they're an agent and they've been somewhere else to six to eight months and they're going, this is not working for me, you know, and then they come talk to us and they say, well, maybe this will work. And they switch over to our group and they go, oh my gosh, this is a night and day difference. Um, they feel like they're being supported. They feel like um, they're just more productive. I mean, we've had agents come to us that have been in the business two years and have sold five to six houses a year. And their first year with us, they sell 14 houses. Um, it's just a support system. Uh, it's just that team mentality. And let me tell you, there's no better broker to work for than Katie Cooper. I mean, you've talked to her. She is genuinely one of the greatest people I have ever met in my life. She does not have a selfish bone in her body. She will do anything for anyone. She's willing to solve any problem. Um, she just is, she'll get in the trenches with you. You know, she'll just get down in there. I've never had a moment. I've called her panicked that she's panicked. She's like, okay, let's talk about this, you know, and she brings it back down to center and everything she's designed and set up for home sweet home group is in the betterment of her agents. So you just don't have a lot of brokers that are like that. Most brokers, you have to have a business mind and Katie does have a great business mind, but everything she designs business-wise is designed to put production into the pockets of her agents. So she sets it up with how do I make them more productive? What can I provide my agents to make them more successful? And you just don't find that. That's, I don't talk to many other people that are like, oh, my broker is just trying to put money in my pocket. Um, but I truly believe that that's who Katie Cooper is to the core. So Yeah, it's, it's important that, you know, brokers be leaders. And there's, there's a lot of brokers out there, but very few leaders. And leaders that truly care about their their agents, and you know, having been on the side of of growing some large offices, the uh, the biggest reason people leave is they don't feel like you care. Um, as soon as that happens, you can't win them back. And I've known Katie for a long time, and um, I I know that she's worked very hard at that and does a very good job at that. And it's why people don't leave; they go there and they stay. They do. And, um, and stay, they have such a commitment to her brand. I mean, we've got agents that are with us that not only do I think they're never going anywhere, but they promote the brand better than Katie or I do some days, you know, and when you have something you're so passionate about, it's amazing how natural that comes out. But how can you not amazing. be passionate about something you know, that Katie's created. And, and you were very right in what you said. You have to care for people. And we do that pretty well. Um, we care for people pretty well. We had an agent that came over with us and she was leaving a bigger company because she was struggling. And she went to them and said, I'm struggling. And they said, well, have you done ABC? And it's everything that fits inside this little box, you know? And it's like, people don't fit inside a box. And she shared with me, she said, my husband was injured on the job and he's been 
home for two months and I've been having to be his caretaker and I couldn't attend all these classes that they were needing me to attend. And I was trying to come up with a solution, but they just wanted me to fit in their box. Well, people don't fit in a box. And she said, and not one time in two months that I just stopped coming to classes and stopped coming to the office, did anyone call and ask where I was at? Hmm. They didn't even notice I was missing until I asked for help. Yeah. And that's, that's tough. You know, when you feel like you're unseen and unheard and, and you're not, you know, you're paying in a split to this company and you, you know, what, it, what am I getting back? And, you know, it was, when you feel unseen and unheard, it just, it, it gives you those feelings, right? We talked about feelings earlier, which will then turn into action. And so it's either going to work for the broker or against the broker in that case against the broker. And they're, they're going to get into that action and go find the place that, you know, does care and does support, you know, just like the home sweet home real estate group. So amazing, amazing. How do people get a hold of you? They're, they're thinking about joining, maybe they're currently an active agent um, or maybe they're looking at getting into the real estate industry and they want to learn more about home sweet home real estate group. How do they contact you? They can call me directly at 832-690-0860. That's my phone. It's always on me. It's sitting right next to me right now. Um, they can email me, rachel at homesweethomegroup.com. I know we're in a generation where people don't like to talk on the phone as much. So they can text me or email me. Uh, they can contact me on social media. I'm all over there. Honestly, just type Rachel Merks into Google and it'll give you everything you need to know about me. I'm an open book. <laughs> Awesome. And I'll take you to lunch. I'll take you to coffee. I'll take you out for a drink, whatever you want to do to chat about real estate or home sweet home group. Awesome. Well, Rachel, I appreciate you taking the time today. There are so many things that you shared in this, whether you're a new agent or an experienced agent, or maybe you're thinking about joining a team. You gave a lot of information today that I think is going to really help somebody that's a listener out there. And there was a lot of stuff in there, guys. If you're listening today and you're not even in the real estate industry, there are a lot of things that you can take and apply to, to your business today. One of them being customer service. I mean, that's huge. Right now, you can go anywhere and you just don't feel like they even care. And so, you know, just doing that gives you a competitive advantage over everybody else. So, so much information, Rachel. Thank you for taking the time being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Until next time, onward and upward. Thank you for listening to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. If you heard something that made a difference in your life today, share it with someone that might benefit and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Learn more about the host of this podcast and coaching services offered by Red Hawk Coaching by visiting www.redhawkcoaching.com.